Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the 442 Podcast. If you like the podcast, give us a like, subscribe, and give us a share. Today, Liam? We've got an over-MBE. We've got Viv Anderson. Spent 10 years at Nottingham Forest before going to Arsenal, Man United, Sheffield Wednesday, player manager at Barnsley, assistant coach at Middlesbrough, top it all off, 30 caps for England. Viv Anderson, MBE, welcome. Not finished. <laughs> He's won two division titles, two League Cups, two European Cups, one Charity Shield, one European Super Cup, one Division Two title and an Anglo-Scottish Cup for Nottingham Forest. He's also won one League Cup at Arsenal, one FA Cup, one Charity Shields at Man United. Barnsley didn't do much. <laughs> Middlesbrough, he's got a promotion, but he's played under some notable managers, some of the best in the game. Brian Clough, George Graham, Sir Alex Ferguson, Ron Atkinson, Sir Bobby Robson, Terry Venables. What about that for an intro? Not one mistake. Not what you've done well there. Yeah. But see, this is your third take, though. I know, don't tell him that. <laughs> we'll just start with that. A wheelbarrow for all his medals. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. Yeah. I think we're going to touch on. We've been on the golf course, Viv, playing with your lad, Charlie. Yeah. What we've done today, that's what golf's all about, isn't it? A right good laugh. Yeah. Some bad shots and some laughs. And some great shots. Some good shots, yeah. And some absolute awful shots. But that's what golf's all about, isn't it? Laugh. Listen, it's the fifth event for me, and I've had it's my first victory. Is it? Yeah, John's been on the winning team every time. I've lost four and won one. Is that right? Five wins, Viv. Well, your putt as well. T- won it in the end. Don't like to say much yeah, about that. Just leave it. You know, just leave it there. Yeah. It's, uh, but no, listen, as you said there, we're all inconsistent. Handicaps and everything else. That's why we've got handicaps. Yeah. Play some good shots, play some bad shots. But I tell you what. You're still sitting there with a smile on your face, and that's what's important. Yeah, it's a bit of fresh air. Listen, what are we? I'm I'm sixty odd. You must be nearly 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 60. there. You know, get yeah. out, bit of fresh air. Four hours walking on the golf course can't get any better than that. And do you know what? You think about it today. You you obviously play quite a lot with Charlie. Mm-hmm. They have that quality time with your son. 
Yeah. You can't buy that. No, you can't buy it's that. It's magnificent. No. It yeah, really it's is. great, yeah. The sad thing about me is I only started in the lockdown because I, 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 I'd started that many golf games and never finished them because it was too frustrating for me. I couldn't put it where I want to put it. But when you get older and he says, I'll give you some lessons, we had some lessons, and here we are today. So two years on. So it's, I've never been a consistent golfer throughout my playing career. For two years, you're doing great, pal. <laughs> yeah. You are. Well, should we start, John? Keep playing a scramble, by the way, because yes, yeah, like, yeah, because how like, far Charlie hits it, we can just walk to his exactly, ball. We'll exactly so, right, yeah. tremendous. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Mm. Right, not Nottingham Forest started as a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, you're a Manchester lad, or not a Manchester no. lad? Sorry, you got re rejected first at Manu. Is that yeah, right, Manu? Obviously born and bred in Nottingham, and I, as a schoolboy, I used to come every uh, school holiday to Man United. So I'd go, uh, I'd stay at. Johnny Aston, the ex-player, the left winger. I stayed at his mum and dad's house a few times. Different different houses around not Manchester. Uh, I used to come up every school holiday and then up for a year. And then after the year, they said, I don't think you're going to quite make it, Manchester United. Went back to Nottingham and got a job. As a, as a printer. Silkscreen printer. Boom. Noxie, that got that. Yes, well I'm done. on it. Stat all. <laughs> Say that quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which means uh, you get the teas at uh, lunchtime and sandwiches, go down a sandwich shop. Uh, I did very little silkscreen printing. The famous Mr Clough wasn't there at Forest when you went Forest, was he? No. Um, who was there? It was um, Dave Mackay came. I remember Dave Mackay, good story. Dave Mackay came and uh, he had great reputation, great player and everything else. And one day he said to me and Tony Woodcock, we were princes, he said... Uh, um, I'll see you at lunchtime, you're coming to my house. So me and Woody thinking, oh, hey, might get a contract or something. We're doing apprentices thinking, might get a pro contract. So I get to his house, he goes, get over there. There's a spade and there's a bucket and there's a lawnmower. Do my lawns with you. Had to do his back lawn and his front lawn. And he took us home. <laughs> How old have you been then? 16? No, 17. 17. I made my debut not long after that. It's a great one, this. That won't happen today, would it? No. Oh, no, 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 no chance. But we, we used to, you know, apprenticeship like, used to do everything. Every job we in this in the summer, we used to paint all the walls around the around the ground. We used to we used to clear uh, all the uh, terraces after games. That was part of our job. So we'd find bloody uh, money, we'd find all sorts, but that's what we did. That's part of the apprenticeship, was doing all the menial jobs around the ground and on the ground as well. Is that missing in the game? A good grounding. Well, yeah, yeah. Kids aren't they aren't allowed to do anything now. The apprentices, as they call apprentices. No, I think it was great grounding for us. Yeah, um, you, the camaraderie you had with the players, with the, your own mates going around getting money and doing the walls, painting each other. You know all these different things you get you up to when you're younger. But that's how you built team spirit as exactly. well, wasn't it? I mean, it was the jobs you didn't like doing. No, but you knew you had to do them. That's right. And yeah. like you said previously, good grounding though. Because, yeah. you know, it was a case of do well at football and you won't have to do jobs like this. Exactly. Or that's your job if you don't. It's something to strive to, wasn't exactly. it? You, know, you can do your job well, you could be a pro then, and then all the things open up for you then when you become a pro. Um, but it was a great, as you say, it was a great grounding. And I think they miss out the kids now. You think back to the, the more experienced pros as well, because going into that dressing room, a bit intimidating. Yeah. You know, as a young yeah. an apprentice going into the first team dressing room, etc. And you go You have to clear the kit away. You have to clear when the they kit train. Away. So you have to knock on the door and they go, Who is it? Anderson. 
they get get lost or come back in twenty minutes or whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, I don't think they'll say that. I think no, they'll say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few swear words in the middle of that. I think, but you know, they were. They were I won't say they're hard times. They were the character building. Yeah, that's how I put it down to. As long as it's taken the right way, it's yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. What was it like, Mr. Clough, coming through the building? I remember as if yesterday we played Tottenham at home in the FA Cup tie. I start in the game. Remember Ralph Coates? You remember Ralph Coates, winger. He played that day. And we drew, it was 1-1. I came off with 10 minutes to go. And I'm just laying on the, on the uh, treatment bench. And then uh, the door burst open. Mr. Clough walks in. He says, I'm the new Nottingham Forest manager. And the replay then, the FA Cup tie, was on the Wednesday. So he said, have a look at the team sheet, which is on the board, just, out, just before you go out in the field. And uh, you, if your name's on there, you're coming with me to the uh, to the replay. You'll be part of the squad. So everybody looked at the board. <laughs> I looked at the board. My name's not on it. But I played on the Saturday and never played on, never never going down on the on the Wednesday. And Tony Woodcock, who wasn't even in the squad then, he was on that list. So I'm thinking, how do you get on? I don't even get on. I played in the bloody game. So I, I thought the writer's on the wall for me here. He obviously doesn't fancy me and uh, I'm looking for my next job. <laughs> But it never listen. It didn't didn't work out that way. Uh, they went down. Tony Woodcock down there, who was like say there was twenty odd people on that list. He was the twenty first, and uh, he ended up going. Great, he tells a great story. So they're all sitting down having a dinner before before the game, and uh, he looks to Tony Woodcock and he says, uh, "Young Woodcock, uh, here's my room key." He goes, "Yeah." He says, "You go upstairs, open the door." Uh, just to buy the door is a pair of shoes. Get them polished and shine for me, and then come down, come back down and give me the key. So Tony goes, looks everybody down there. They go, just do it, you know, because he didn't know how to take him. He said, yeah. "I'm here to play football, not to be his his valet." So he ended up doing what he told him to do. And uh, there's only the only couple going like this, but they said, "No, just go and do it." Again, a test of character. Yeah, a test of character. They've obviously heard he was a decent player. Um, just to test him, see what he's like as a lad. And I think that was a quite a, a common occurrence then, wasn't it, where the squad would go down mm -hmm. and they maybe take one or two young yeah. apprentices or young professionals down with them. Yeah. They'd make the teas, do a little bit of waiting, looking after the older players, just to see what the reaction was. Yeah, and to be be around. And get the, the experience. Yeah, experience yeah. of being with the senior players yeah. on an away trip. And uh, that was the ex exact reason why he probably took Tony Walcott, never took me. <laughs> What division were this? Bibs? First division. First division. Do you remember going on the run? What got you the league title? The run? Yeah, you went on an amazing run. I was just thinking in there, you were still young. Uh, Who were the like hard man and characters? Because there's a name pops up on our Facebook page. <laughs> As the hardest footballer ever to have played. Hardest footballer? Kenny Burns? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Um, you wouldn't mess with Kenny. You know what it's like. He'd be right up there, put it that way. Oh, he he uh, used to pick me up in the morning because I didn't have a car at the time. So he'd pick me up from the house and he had, he'd had the kids in the back and they'd go into the nursery next to the ground or literally two minutes away from the ground. So he'd pick me up and he'd have a stopwatch. So he'd do his stopwatch and drive like a maniac till he got to the nursery and he'd stop the stopwatch and go, 30 seconds out here, could have done it quicker. <laughs> That's what it's like. And the kids are like, out in the back. Whoa, not enough, eh? Was he hard though? 
Yeah, it was. Was he hard with the young lads? Or was he no, like no, or was he no, like no, a finger, mentor, and a bit of muscle behind you if something happens on the pitch? Oh, yeah, he, he'd be the first one in there if anything happened. Me and Tony Woodcock used to get hold of him. We knew what it was like. He'd have these false teeth. So we'd go to our room and go to his room and then go, get hold of him. And I'd go, go on, Burnsy, you say you're tough. So we stopped punching him like this. And then saying, after three, you get, over, get off and we'll run out the door. <laughs> he'd always chase us, never catch us, but we'd always mess so, about with him. So He could up the crack then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It would be all good for them, things like that. But uh, you wouldn't, you would never, you would never cross him. I remember him telling me a story when he was driving his car home and somebody carved him up. So he caught up with him, got in front of him and tried to get him out of the car because his car window was open and he had to wind it up. This is how the cars are going past, you know, because he'd upset him that much. So that's the sort of thing. If you really upset Kenny, it could be, it could be a menace. What he's saying there, Viv, being a young lad, doing that to him, one of the hardest players, that's team spirit though, isn't it? Because he's Kenny's letting. No, no, we needed two of us. Me and yeah, Tony Woodcock. Yeah, had but to what do I'm it. saying though, you've done it, and yeah. it's kind of banter. It's not because he'd be laughing them. You, you know, you can yeah, know what's yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah. And he said, "I'll get to when I get up. I'm going to kill you two. But he's got he's up, with it, we're in the room and locked yeah. the door. But I bet he's laughing like more thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, with Tony Woodcock and with Viv, there, if anything happened on the pitch, the first one in would have been Kenny. Yeah, looking after the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But so it, you, you, you had that. All the senior lads would be like that when yeah. you played. Yeah. You know, if you if you got in trouble when you were playing, they were first across to say, "Hey, hang on a minute, you don't get don't get involved with this lad. Don't do this. Don't do the other." You know, you want to pick somebody, pick on us. That they that's the idea of the, of the older players. And you take that on board when you become an older player. So I remember we were playing with Arsenal when David Rocastle got sent off at uh, Man United. Norman White said. He kicked everybody from pillar to post, and he got a not, and he kicked David Rocastle. David Rocastle retaliated, uh, and he got sent off. And uh, me and Norman had a, a ding dong uh, throughout the game. After that, finally we got beat. I think we got beat one. We won a bit of a run, Arsenal. And uh, Brian Robson said, "Fergie bought me on the strength of that." Is my reaction to David Rocastle getting sent off. Wanted to fight Norman White, well, not fight Norman, but I mean, anytime there's tackles, we were diving in and all the rest of it because he got this young lad sent off. So you like what he saw and he brought me on the strength of that. So he always says, I got you a move to Man United, Norman, when I see him, yeah. So back at Forest, first European Cup. Yep. Started off great, didn't you? You had to play defending champions Liverpool, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, always a difficult. It was a daunting time because they were the they were the yardstick. They were the team. That, were they winning everything. They as were well? winning everything. Everybody wanted to beat Liverpool because they were the best team by far, the best team. We think, oh, no, all the people we could have got, we could have gone to Madrid, we could have gone to uh, Juventus. We somewhere nice. Gone, we could have, yeah, somewhere nice. We play Liverpool, who we play every time we play in. Which Liverpool. is nice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exotic. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Got out of jail I quick. Think, <laughs> I think both feet are in there again. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. Keep dropping myself yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, to get the the olding champions as well was even even more daunting task. But uh, I remember the Colin Barrett goal. Which uh, which was a fantastic goal, and nobody they show the end product when he smashes it in the net when he's he's about penalty spot when Tony knocks it back to him and he smashes it in the net. Uh, but if you look at the start of that goal, he intercepts in his own half, goes and plays a one-two and keeps running and keeps running, and everybody I remember Cluffy saying, I looked up to see Colin Barton thinking 
what does he do in there? And he, then he smashes the ball in the net and we go on to win the game, which is great. Memories them, aren't they? Yeah, great nights. So I remember watching and smashing, the boys smashing the ball in there. And not really, it's Colin Barrett. Colin Barrett, and we all run off to catch. So you're all laughing as well. Yeah, he's scored. He scored. We I don't want to be disrespectful to him. Did he not score many goals? He didn't score. Colin wouldn't score many goals. No, no, no. I mean, he wasn't the regular in the team. You know, he was only in team because I don't know, somebody must have injured. I played right back and he played left back. So, uh, but it's Colin Barrett. So we all rushed after him and tried to and get him on the floor and all the, you know, usual things when they score. Cool, I know. Yes, I mean, it's, I think it means more. A goal, especially a special goal as well, it means more when somebody doesn't score goals very often, yeah. doesn't it? Because and, it's just the, and all the teammates, you know, they re recognise that fact, don't they? So yeah. they make a big fuss of them and, and everything else. It's a special occasion. And it's the European champions, the holders of the European Without, Cup, you know what I mean? So yeah. what, a, what, a, what a great move and a great goal to finish off with. So it was a double whammy. So after that, you played AKA Athens. AK Athens. We Grasshoppers, were Zurich. Five at home, yeah, AK Athens. And this is the best one. FC, K-O-L-N, Clon, Coin. Cologne. 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 Which yeah, is where? Yeah. <laughs> it's a German team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know where they are, but I thought FC Clone was somebody else, but... Maybe he's not got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> he's not got a clue they were German. Yeah. He didn't have a clue. Yeah. Trevor Francis scored the other goal. Do you remember the match in the final? Um, uh, yeah, we got that right against Malmo. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Trevor scoring. If you look, if you look at this circular table here, he heads the ball and it's concrete. He heads it onto a discus. You know, we played throw discus. Yeah, it was right next to the pitch. So he he heads the ball in and falls on this and rolls on concrete. And everybody goes, yeah, Trevor, Trevor scored. I mean, it was such an intense game, a hard game, and Trevor scores in the far corner, and I go. I can't be bothered to go around and celebrate. Not put it in the sign. I had to walk back to the halfway line because it was too far to go because it was uh, nerves and everything else and it was a hot night and all the rest of it. Just think if a team did that now, John, come up, won the league by not thinking you're going to win the league, season after, European Cup. Yeah. yeah but once you get on a roll, Liam, it's, you're hard to stop, you know, and, and it, obviously the team spirit was fantastic, having great times in Europe. It snowballs, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. And you get that feeling like you can't be beaten. That's right. And, and we, we uh, before the uh, Invincibles came along, we held the record. That, that Forest team you just meant, you talked about there, they held the 42 league games. It was half of one season, half of another. So, as, as John Zavalli says, it's the, it just snowballs. It just keeps... You find we a way. Just... Yeah, we didn't even... We didn't even train. We didn't, we'd, we'd say to Jimmy Gordon, who was the coach there... Oh, we'll have another five-a-side gym because we knew our jobs on a Saturday, what we had to do and what we didn't have to do, how to win football matches or how to draw football, not to lose football matches. So it took after itself, you know. Some experienced players, some young lads that could run around, you know, and some really good players in that mix. It was uh, a what unique were, time. So what were Cloughy like as a coach then? Absolutely hopeless. <laughs> He's hopeless. I would not be disrespectful. Because that wasn't his game, was no, it? No, no. He, he was psychological. He'd come down and say, we're taking the chain and we go, no, boss, no, no, boss, no, not today. Because you do things that were old school stuff, like, you know, we'd chain around the pitch, we'd run around the pitch, run around the pitch twice, so we'd run around the pitch twice. First one out of sight, so we had to jump over the over the, the audience and hide so he couldn't see you. you know, that's all the things he used to do, things that back, things you go, no, 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 we don't want to do that. We just want to play five a side. So he wasn't a coach. He earned his money 
at three o'clock to twenty to five. He'd make decisions, and even before games, he'd 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 walk in five minutes before you go out, and he'd pick the ball up, and he'll go to John Robertson, give that boy no, he'd go to Kenny Burns, to that ball, give it to that fat lad because he can play and you can't. Simple and walk out. <laughs> you know, no team sheets, no, you mark him and you do this and you do the other. Summary, it sounds somebody you just end up falling in love with, doesn't it? Because he's different, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely different. And you never knew from one minute to the next what he would say or, or what he would do. But he, he he had a team or a group of players together with him and Peter, got these group of players together that knew their jobs, knew what to do, and it took it took care of itself. No, dis sorry, Liam, no disrespect to Mr Clough, but was Peter Taylor... The kind of brains behind good cop, bad cop. So Peter would find out your vices. Do you like a drink? Do you like women? You know, he'd sit you down and you know subtly ask you questions until we all sussed him. as like, don't tell Peter anything because it goes straight back to the gaffer. And the gaffer would go, oh, you like uh, you like a drink, do you? Where'd you get that from? We know now. Peter's told you. you no, know? so we, they were good. They worked really well together. And Peter should take a lot of credit because he he got the Kenny Burns of this world. He was he had a good eye. If Peter said, "Listen, uh, Brian, you should buy him," he's the one. He take he take his notice of what he has to say. He bought the Kenny Burnses. He bought Kenny Burns was centre forward playing for right. Birmingham. That's right. And then they converted him to a centre back. You know, he bought Trevor. He bought Shields, obviously it was a no-brainer really, but you know, he was they were, you were good in the market. It was Frank Clark on a free transfer, you know. Colin Bout, we mentioned, came from uh, Manchester City. You know, so Ian Bowyer was another one. I was gonna bring you back there. So you're Boris on a roll, yeah, doing well. Yeah. Close knit group. Yeah. First million pound player comes in, Trevor Francis. Yeah. Did that upset or did he come in big time, Charlie? Or Trevor wasn't really like that. Now um, we knew he was a good player, and he was going to be great for the football club, really. So uh, uh, we welcomed him in with open arms, you know. Did he fit in? Yeah, Trevor straight yeah, away. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I bet he would have felt amazing pressure being the first million pound player. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be easy that, would it? <laughs> no, not like Jack Grealish, hundred pound. You know, it's hundred million, hundred million. But yeah, he probably didn't. Yeah, and he's. And he, and he, I've done my research. Yeah, we'll have, we'll he wasn't one of them. We'll have four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, it takes a while to settle into anything. I think Jack's. I've, I've watched him over the since he's been there for hundred million pounds. He's got better. You know, he's learning what he what it takes to be a million pound, hundred million pound footballer. And Trevor was the same. It took a while for him to settle in, but you know, you can see he's got qualities that's going to enhance the football club. But when you score a winning goal in a cup in a European Cup final as well, that helps you settle in, doesn't it? Yeah, because oh, you yeah, look yeah. at people in a different light then, don't you? Of course, you? yeah. And sadly, he missed out in the second one because he was injured, did his Achilles. So you've got to take these moments when you can, and he took it with both hands. Fair play to him. Any kickoffs in the dressing rooms back in the day? Because Shilton, Garch, Archie Gemmel, Shilts and. Um, Shields and Kenny had little spats from time to time. It's Kenny Burns again. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. hard man I keep yeah, getting yeah, yeah. asked questions yeah, because, about. Because uh, Shields was a perfectionist, and if you if you let somebody shoot from thirty five yards, he'd want to know why. And Kenny goes thirty five yards. You should be able to save them. So, so the they had some fallouts from time to time, but nothing serious. It's your job as a goalkeeper to make <laughs> exactly. a save. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially from thirty five yards, you know. So uh, and being the best in the world as yeah, well. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. That's what Kenny's. Kenny said, "Yeah, you're the best in the world. You should be saving one shots from 35 yards." You Nobody know, but, should uh, be. 
But the Shields didn't want anybody to get shots on goal. Well, that was our job to stop shots at goal, but, you know. So we touched on it on the golf course. Season after, European Cup again. Yeah. Semi-finals, Ajax away, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Club. Yeah. Just something a bit different, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, we get, we arrive on the uh, the Monday, uh, arrive at the hotel, and he said, uh, bags down, let's go for a walk. Fine. Where do you go for a walk? In Amsterdam? Red light area? Um, we're, I'm walking at the back, and I see Clough and Taylor right at the front. There's a big, well, big long line of us now because we're all stretched out. And I see Mr. Clough in the doorway chatting to the, one of the women. We're all going, oh, what's the gaffer up to, blah, blah, blah. So then he says, everybody here, come here. So get together around this area. And he said, by the way, I've negotiated with these ladies uh, and the club's paying. We went, what? <laughs> Everybody's shooting that all over the place, especially the younger ones. The older ones, the married ones, just stayed with the rest of the group. But the, it was uh, a strange time. I don't think many managers would be doing that. I can't imagine uh, Arsene Wenger and I can't imagine uh, Pep Guardiola doing things that Mr Clough did. I'll say one thing, though. It worked. Got to the final. Got to the final, yes, it did. But you did something game, different again, though, didn't it? The game the game was like that, really. We, need, we needed to get a point. Uh, I think Ian Bowyer scored... Uh, I didn't play the Cologne match. They got beat, and then I they but and I, there was I was suspended, so we don't know if he was going to play me. He plays me in that game, and Ian Bowyer scores, and we managed to win. I think we won one nil to go through. But final in Madrid, yeah, against a much fancied Kevin Keegan Hamburg. Yeah, yeah, short shorts back in the day. <laughs> Very short shorts, yeah. He did something different again, didn't he? Yeah, he took us. The outskirts of Madrid. Um, no, um, he said, uh, I've got a complex for us to, tra to train. Um, so we arrive there. A, there's no footballs. B, there's no grass area to train. There's a snooker table, pool, uh, pool table. There's table tennis table, dartboard, and pack of cards. Said, uh, this is the this is the Monday. Game's not till the Wednesday. So uh, we thought it was a bit novel, fine. So uh, after two days, Peter Shilton says, listen, boss, I have not had touch of the ball for two days now since the last game. I need to feel a ball. I need to feel a football. He went, for you, this is the only person I'm going to let train. Now Jimmy Gordon is the coach, has got to go down to Madrid and try and find some footballs for him. So... He gets some footballs, and the only grass he could find near the hotel was an island with loads of stones on. So Jimmy Gordon had to go there, pick all these big boulders off, and find a place where he could throw balls to Peter Shilton so he could throw them back and so he could get a feel of the ball. And maybe maybe two weeks later, I'm in Nottingham, and I say, and my mate says to me, I was I was on, I was going to the Madrid game. Not the night of the game, day before. And I think I saw Peter Shilton on an island, diving, saving... Oh, like a roundabout island. A roundabout island. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he went, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Because that's the only bit of grass they could find. And that's when Peter warmed, got himself warmed up for a European Cup final, which was going to be maybe a day or two days later. Which you won, again. Which we were fortunate to win, yes. Uh, uh, John Robertson scored. Um, 
We defensively we played very well. They had some really good players, Kevin and all the rest of that you mentioned. Manny Couts was one of the fullbacks who was a really good player. But uh, Hamburg was a really strong team. But we managed to get a goal and uh, managed to hang on. I bet he would be worth some money this day and age, Robinson, wouldn't he? John Robinson. Yeah, this day and age. Absolutely, absolutely. Great. He was. Uh, if you, he used to call. He used to like a, a cigarette. So we used to call his 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 uh, car the ashtray. Oh, the big So no bends and all the rest of it. And he wasn't the best dressed. He was a bit scruffy, bit overweight, but it, great football brain. Great football player. He's one of the first persons I met when I went to Nottingham Forest as a youngster uh, when they wanted to sign me. We had a little, in in like a little area, just be, just as you walk in the door, in the gates, we'd have uh, wall, uh, goals painted on the walls, both ends. And it must have been 20 yards between. And he nutmegged me about, I would say, 50 times in a, in a short space of time. We used to play for 20 minutes. And every time I went near, he went, Look, it's gone through my legs, it's gone through my legs. He was such a quick brain. And uh, he was a central midfield player when before Cluffy came, and he'd converted him to being a left winger. It's, it's a bit like, one-off. It's it's like Kenny people, Burns. Like Kenny Burns was a centre forward. He, he converted him to be a centre centre back. But I mean, John Robertson as, as a left winger, Viv. There was times when I mean, he, some of the balls he would put in for yeah. the strikers was was amazing. Yeah. But with no real pace, no, he always used to get an end product. Yeah. He always used to be able to get the ball in it. And you think, how did he manage that? Two feet. And it didn't look like he was ever going to get away from a defender, no, no, but no. he just found that half a yard and he whipped the ball in. Yeah. And the quality of the guy. He was... could go outside. Yeah. As a fullback, you want to know, uh, he's, he's good. he mostly goes down the line or he goes inside. He could go both ways. And, and what he was clever at, once he used to back, uh, back him up, there, there would be two or three around him, he'd know just to play it squared somebody because he knew somebody on the other side has got loads of space because they can't all be in one place at one time. So he was quite, he was very, very clever as a footballer. Very, very astute one, he? Ah, very, very football very. knowledge. Yeah, lot of titles, lot of cups. Did well for Forest. Did you get an England debut when you were at Forest? Yeah. What were Cloughy like with that? Um, I f he found uh, he 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 got the letter. The club gets the letter in the first place. Right. Then he pulls me in, says, "Want to speak to you?" Uh, in my office, thinking, "Oh, what have we done now?" Sort of thing. And he says, "Oh, you've been you've been called up for England," and. Uh, Czechoslovakia coming up whenever I'd, I'd, I'd played for under 21s I'd played for England B and uh, there was always talk about it so oh, it wasn't a shock as such but uh, it's nice to get the letter So you were alright it was dead chuff for you because I heard yeah, a story yeah, about yeah, yeah. Stuart Pearce he absolutely abused him when he got it uh, that's afterwards. Yeah, he made his debut and came back to Forest, and right. then he abused him. Right. Right. Getting yeah. his feet back. On yeah, the yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is good again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's. Um, Man management skills, they're, they're different, but they added his effect. Because you could be walking down the corridor and he's coming towards you and he'll walk past you. And you think, could have said hello, you know. He's one of those, kept you on your toes all the time. It's like the team sheet. You always have to check the team sheet to make sure you're on it. There's me. I played on the Saturday and the replays on the Wednesday and I'm not on the team sheet. So then I've got to keep on checking, make sure my name's on that team sheet. But again, what a way of keeping your feet on the floor, number one and number two. You yes. know that you can't afford to have a bad game. No, you can't. No, yeah. You know, because you know yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. make changes. Yeah, yeah, you'll make changes. Yeah. As ruthless as it may seem, it's good psychology is unbelievable because it well, keeps you on your toes at all times. Exactly right. And you talk about now, even to this day, you look at uh, Guardiola. I've just seen his let like, Cancelo go. Cancelo go to Bayern you know Munich. I mean? He's yeah. gone to Bayern Munich. 
you know, who's one of his better players last year. So they've had a fallout or something's happened for him to go, oh, well, you can go to Bayern Munich. So, and it's a, it's a fine balance keeping all those top players happy. You know, they want to play. You know as well as I do. All the best players play. You don't you don't remember seeing Roy Key be invested, do you? No. Because he played every week, every week. You know, they want to play. These top players want to play every week. They don't want excuses to say, well, have you, give yourself a vest. No, I'd rather play than have a vest, thanks. You know, so it's a, it's a fine balancing act to keep all good players happy. He did it. Was he did it, yeah. as well with the smaller squads? Yeah, there were smaller squads, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he did, you know, he'd, he'd leave Trevor Fancers out. He'd leave, he'd leave big-named players out if he thought it was right for the team. So, yeah, and that's all that Pep's doing, really. And like you said, once once that happens to the top players, mm. everybody else takes notice. Yeah, of course. And everybody yeah. else steps their game up, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Well, normally they It do. could be me next, so I make exactly. sure I'm on, I'm on that team sheet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Arsenal come calling. Mm-hmm. Did you know it at the end for Forest for yourself? Were you ready for a new challenge? Um, I just got married. Um, I was one of the last ones to leave. Um, I think myself and Ian Bowyer were the last ones there. We had the people like uh, Chris Fairclough, um, Steve Wigley, Steve Hodge, people like Peter Davenport. They were all young lads in the team, and we were the older ones, you know. You um, just mentioned someone there, Steve Hodge. Yeah. What a story he's got at the present day, hasn't he? <laughs> I'll tell you a good story about Steve Hodge. So I'm in Singapore and I get a call. Steve Hodge. He said, uh, Viv, you don't know somebody, anybody who'd like to buy my uh, Maradona shirt, do you? He said, uh, I'm with a few people on this trip, Hodge, that might be interested. Um, I'll ring you back. So I'm sat next to, I've got a company called Play on Poe, one of the owners who's from Ermston. Um, he sat next to me. I said, that's Steve Hodge, he's fancy selling his uh, Maradona shirt. Um, he said, oh, interesting. He says, I wonder what he wants for it. So I ring him back. He says, I want 150. 150 grand. So I go to him, 150 grand he wants for it. I said, that'll be worth a few bob in a few years, that. His name's Bill. It'll be worth a few bob. He goes, it's a lot of money for a shirt, isn't it? 150 grand. Yeah, but I still think it's going to be worth a few bob. So nothing to he goes to sleep. Next morning he goes, I've had a sleep on that. I think. Off him 125 grand. He said, uh, I've had a think about it. I think you may be right there, Viv. So I ring Hodgie back up and said, Hodgie, I've got somebody who's worth who's gonna give you 125 grand for that. I know you want 150, but he's worth to do he's he's willing to spend 125. So he says, Viv, honestly, I I want 150. It's part of my pension. Uh, look after my kids and all the rest of it. I want 150. I said to him, he wants 150. He goes, ah, it's too much for me. So now we go on. Eight years later, um, John Barnes rings me and says, you know, Roger's going to sell, he's selling that shirt. That Maradona shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, it's, uh, I think it's going to go for 4 million quid. I went, no. He says, yeah, I think it is. So I ring Bill, I go, Bill, that shirt you were going to buy for 125 grand, it's going for four million, it's going, said it's going to go for four million quid. He went, no, nah, it won't go for four million quid. So when the auction came around and he went for 7.3, I was up to him, Bill, that, you know that thing you're going to, you should have spent another 25 grand getting, it's just gone for 7.3. He went, 
heard him flop on the phone. No. Yeah. So he could have had it. Two ways looking at that, well, John. 25 grand has 20. cost him £7 million. Pounds. Yeah. 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 And yet, Hodgie turning down the 25 yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wanted 150. 7 million. He wanted 150. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's made 7 million profit. Yeah, exactly. The other boys lost 7 million over exactly. 25 grand. But the, the, the ultimate line that I said to him at the time, mm. it's worth a few bob in a few years. I'm yeah. telling you, it'd be worth a few bob. But you wish but you bought it now, Vic, don't you? The ironic thing is, Hodgie had that shirt in a, a, a vault in a, in a bank when he first when he first had it. And I said to him, you've got to get it out of there because you just deteriorate. So he got it into the People's Museum or the Football Museum and they put it in a showcase and everything else, make sure it preserved it because it yeah. just fades away otherwise. It does. Um, so if, if he could have could have had it in the bank and it still would be worth, worth nothing. So... Just ironic how it is. I think the referee from that game actually had the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's and he two got to over two, two million pounds. He got for the, the ball. football. Yeah. yeah, which is, I mean, from from one game, and that's nearly what ten million pounds worth. I know. Like one shot, one ball, ten million quid. It's, a, it's incredible. One game. Yeah, yeah, tremendous. It was an iconic game. It, it was for for many reasons. It was. it was. We're going to touch that on that later on. But while we're all talking about money, two hundred and fifty thousand pound, yep. George Graham. Yeah. Three years at Arsenal. Won the League Cup, beating Liverpool 2-1. Yeah. You like beating Liverpool, don't you? You had a good <laughs> running finals with him, didn't that you? Was one, that was the final where uh, when Russ scores, Liverpool always win. So Russ scored and we were beaten 2-1. Charlie Nicholas scored two goals. Charlie Nicholas? Yeah, Champagne Charlie. Charlie. Champagne Charlie, yeah. He was my, he's my roommate for... Uh, we, we lived in a hotel for nine months. Okay. So when I got to Arsenal, Charlie was already there. And uh, so we became mates and still mates to this day. Uh, in fact, I went to do a thing in Scotland for him. They're doing a, a documentary. So I did a thing in Scotland. But um, there was a, where we stayed is a place called the Terry New. I don't think it's there now. It's a hotel on uh, Totteridge Lane. And, and uh, there's a pub called the Orange Tree. And we could walk there, literally two minutes walk. And um, I ended up going to Arsenal. He's taken me up there and Charlie had the keys so he could lock up. <laughs> they just say, Charlie, whatever you do, just lock up and lock the door when you leave. It was one of those. So he was very familiar, put it that way. Uh, it's a great lad. I reckon you've got some stories on Charlie. Uh, well, leave them there. Oh. <laughs> for another time. Oh, <laughs> sass on the fence. But <laughs> no. well, I've got a great stat for you. Go on. Three years at Arsenal. Three years at Arsenal, right. Yeah. Missed only three games. Yeah. In three years, and that's with proper tackles. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. proper pitches. I think that's why Fergie bought me as well. He looked at my uh, um, injury um, statistics and he knew that I played most games. Uh, I yeah, I was bought up on playing games. We never trained that much at Forest. It was about games. I mean, you know what it's like. It's about how many times you play. How many people you see in training are fantastic in training. Come to match days, they've opened. Never, never see them. It, no. The only time you ever judge is this Saturday, 3 o'clock to whenever, or midweek, 7.30 to whenever. That's the only time so, I was brought up to be judged. Would you have players who are in the team just training, not half-heartedly, just enough to keep ticking over, and the players who want to get in the team are giving it a bit more so they look a bit better, but when, obviously when it comes to match day, they just not got it? It's, it's, it's a tricky one. Well, I'd rather have them, the, 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 the players... Um, Train to their limits to make sure, and, and, and unless they don't perform on the Saturday, if you if you if, if you let them train 
to the one they want to train to, and then Saturday they're hopeless, then you've got to step up the training. You know, I'd rather be, I was one of those, I knew what it took for me to be fit to play on a Saturday. So I just did my bit. And then I, if the manager said, you were rubbish, I said, well, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> got a question knew, for you then. Go on. You, you missed three games. Yeah. And three year. Yeah. If it was a sports scientist about you, would they let you play any of, the, any of them games? Probably not. No, you're always playing with an injury. You're always playing with something. So groin or this, that. Now, I remember Frank Gray used to play with injections into his groin every week. You know, so there was always something. Nobody goes, very rarely these days, they go on the pitch 100%. But smaller squads as well. Yeah, so you have to. And I think you've alluded to that where Sir Alex signed you mm -hmm. because of your consistency and yeah. playing. Yeah. And that helps again when you've got a, when you're dealing with smaller squads. If you can rely on a guy to play week in, week out, mm -hmm. that's a hell of a bonus to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell of a bonus. Mm. What was Cluffy and George Graham? Were there much difference in, in between them? Um, very disciplined. You know, you you step out line, you knew. Um, I think the the similarities are with uh, Fergie and Cluffy. I think they wanted to play football in the right way. Um, George could want to play forward a bit earlier. Cluffy and and Sir Alex always you always pass and move, pass and move. Um, that was their philosophy. They wanted to entertain, you know. Forest were very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Counter-attacking, so they'd sit back and hit you on the counter. They were good at that. They always had pace in the wide areas, except for John Robertson, you know. <laughs> but generally, they had pace, you know, Gary Burtles and all these, Tony Woodcock's quick and all these. So um, for me, uh, I think the similarities are with uh, Clough and Sir Alex. Sir Alex, come calling then. £250,000. Tribunal. Was it? Yeah, Tribunal, yeah. Bargain. Yeah. With them stats, it's got to be, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Boyhood team. Pardon? Boyhood team. Boyhood team. Man United, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, as I said, I kept on going for, for a year, say, seeing best Law and Charlton train on the next pitch. We'd stop training and watch them train and go, this is what football's about, you know? Did you watch best train? Yeah, best Law and Charlton train. On the next pitch so that's you know young lads you know all right you've rated them three which were the best player well george was a bit special you've george. not sat on the fence Herb, have you <laughs> no, no. george was a bit special yeah, was yeah. it yeah never got to see him my age yeah, yeah yeah i ended up playing against him play he was playing for fulham when he played for with rodney marsh so i was i must have been about 19 and i always remember sleeping that night thinking George Bass is not taking the mickey at me tomorrow. Not taking the mickey at me. And then days you could try and get one in early on, you know. No, I'm trying to get one in early on. So, start the game, can't get anywhere near him. You go near him, ball's gone. Ball's gone, it's shifted before you even get there. But the first chance I get is like a minute before half-time. And I catch him and he goes, when he goes up in the air, down. He gets up straight away, not a problem. But I started riot then. Yeah, what are you doing? That's George Best you've kicked. You know? Is this the fans? No, this is the players. They're all right. Their players are going, I'm going, what? what? It's not friendly. It's a league game, isn't it? Oh, it's a league game, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, things have gone around in your head. He's not taking the mickey out So you've put you. one on George Best? Uh, yeah. Oh, Good one. What did they use when call he got it back up, in the day? Like... A marker. Did they use call it back in the early doors? Like a marker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never got a chance to last. It was... A minute before half time, the first opportunity I got to get anywhere near him, and and I took it with both hands. 
back in the day, because like this is only me watching, don't be come across numb. You could get away with a marker or a yellow card or a warning early doors. Is that right? First 10 minutes or so, didn't Absolutely. it? As, as, a, as a four, we are back to go. You expected to get lifted, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you've ever as a fullback, say you wanted to put one on your winger early yeah, doors, yeah, didn't yeah. you? To, to Peter Barnes was a great one. Peter Barnes playing for City. We teammates, England, all the best of it. First minute, up to Barnes, right at the back of him. Oh, you, you used to like taking him out? Yeah, we do. Mate or not? Cluffy, as you say, listen, you can let him know you're playing today. Barnsley, my teammate, and all the rest of it. And Barnsley go, Dave, are you sure? I says, Barnsley, if you don't like it, go over the other side. Let <laughs> me go to the other side. And the fullback, the other fullback will go, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. So Barnsley's thinking now. Where am I going? This. Where am I going? And next one is Lloyd and Burns. So I'm not going to play in there. there <laughs> do it. the game. Yeah, exactly that. And you get them thinking all the time. That's what you, you could get away with it in them days. Enjoy your time at United. Yeah. Or yeah. did you find I mean, it? It's a bit frustrating because I got there with the uh, three games in four years, and then not long after that, not after I got there, um, I think we ended up second my first year, and then I, I got a kick on my heel, and uh, in one of these you can't put your foot down, and it went on and it went on, so I ended up uh, having inner soles in my boot to to ease the pain. That didn't work. So I was, I was out for a while with that, and it was frustrating because I kept on missing games. And not training as much either. Not I training, no. I just play match days. He said, you just play match days and forget that. Uh, try, and, try and work with that in the week and then just play Saturdays. And you you weren't playing at your best then, you know. So it uh, my my form deteriorated after that. Then I dislocated my kneecap Ooh. playing for United. Who were the main players? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is when you were there, oh, who Bobo. stood out? Who Bobo. stood out? Bobo was the main was the main man. Um, Gordon Strachan was there. Yeah. I mean, Norman was just a young boy, but uh, established himself by then. <clears throat> Big Sparky up front. Um, Jasper Olsen. Oh, I remember that name. Yeah, winger. Yeah, really good winger. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost played. Mickey Duxby was there um, when I went there. Well, my my first game. For Manchester United, was Hartley pulls away. Team was uh, Chrissy Turner in goal, me right back, McGrath, Moran, Alberston. Right wing was Strachan, Whiteside, Whiteside, Robson, Olsen, uh, Jesper Olsen. Up front was Brian McClare and Mark Hughes. We're 5 0 down at half time. 
What? Exactly, Paul. 5 0 down at In a friendly. In a friendly. Pre season friendly at half time. It's the first time we got the air dryer. We came in and he went absolutely berserk, Fergie. Absolutely. He took the table like this, full with pot, uh, hot tea, everything in your face, orange juice, everything. And he goes around everyone individually. Call yourself a Manchester United player. Yeah. And he gets to his veins now are sticking out his neck. And he goes to Big Paul McGraw and he goes, and as for you, you big, yeah, 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 yeah. And Paul goes, calm down. I'm only here. Oh, we went, no, <laughs> no, big man. No, big man. That's the last thing you do. You just take it because we find no down. Has he pushed the bubble though? <laughs> Absolutely. Paul was gone within three weeks of that game. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. And what a player to let uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls-Royce, wasn't he? He was a fantastic footballer. Speaking of yourself there, Viv, I mean, Paul went through very similar things, weren't he? Because Paul didn't train much either, did he? No. So his midweek was a rehab and yes, just get yes, ready yes, to yes. game. But, the, but the, the difference between Paul McGrath and most, when Paul McGrath came back, he looked like he'd never been away. Yeah. It takes no mere mortals like me five or six weeks to get back to the level. Paul just looked like he'd, he'd missed eight games and he'd come back like, Stroll through the games as if he'd, he'd never been away. And he had eight operations on one knee, I think. Wow. Yeah. So it's fabulous, fabulous football. What a footballer. Though. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, mild-mannered man as well. Lovely. I used to pick him up in the mornings, take him to work, train him. So the first one you mentioned was Brian Robson. Yeah. So obviously he must be a special player, but you just straight away went and robbed all. Yeah. What was it about him that were different from all the others? Um, if you're in the trenches, in a war, you want him next to you. Is it? The best header of the ball, best tackler, gets goals. As a midfield player, you can't get anything better. Box to box. Box to box. Never stopped. Never stopped. All action. Engine. You couldn't, you, yeah. he was fabulous. Was he England captain then when you were United? Uh, yeah, we were roommates. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's why. That's why um, he, he said to Fergie, have a look at Viv. Because we're roommates. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he was just fantastic. I wouldn't say he was the most gifted. Uh, uh, player I'd play with, Glenn Hoddle had some unbelievable talent. I mean, with the football, it was just phenomenal. But if you want somebody next to you in the trenches, Brian Robson is by far that's one. And they talk about Roy and him. For me, for me, Brian Robson every time. He had everything. He had everything, yeah. As a player, I mean, scoring goals yeah. as an attacking midfield player. Yeah. As a leader. As a leader. I mean, yeah. he led by example, didn't he? Yeah, he did, he did. He was, yeah. Yeah. So touching on that with Fergie, what was it like with the refs then and the you know so-called Fergie time? Was he at some more then or no? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, you were at it then, all back the in the time. day? He was all the time, yeah. He's always having a go at them, yeah. And I, the, the Fergie time, nine minutes when they won the game, I was the captain of Sheffield Wednesday that day. Were you? Yes. And the winning goal, uh, I'm marking Boosie. And he should. No, were you? So the ball, I'm knocking Boosie, and the ball gets knocked out from a corner. And who's chasing the ball is Gary Pallister. Gary Pallister crosses it in, and I'm now, Boosie's, I know he's behind me. Now I know, thinking, Pally's never going to get that in. He gets this ball in, now I'm going back like this, and Boosie's just gone bang, like that. Uh, so we get beat. We were 2-1 up, Sheffield Wednesday. We had some good players then. You know, John Sheridan's, we had uh, David Hurst, Carlton Palmer, you know, John Hawks. We had a decent team. And we went there and went, went up and then nine minutes, Fergie time. It's funny you just said something. I'm going to bring you on to Sheffield Wednesday and big Ron Atkinson, yeah. who I've always had a soft spot for every time I see him. 
yeah. think he's just somebody I'd like to go and sit around and let, listen to him. Yeah, yeah. Seems a storyteller. Showman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Showman. Absolutely, yeah. But what was it like leaving United and go to Sheffield Wednesday? Um, Fergie did me a favour. Could, he could have got money for me. Um, I had been in and out of the team, injuries and I said and everything else, and they just bought Dennis Irwin. And um, he said, listen, I'm going to give you a free transfer because Ron wants you at Sheffield Wednesday. And, but I want you to come back for the European Games uh, when, they won, when they won it that year. Uh, UEFA Cup, was it? Sparky that, scored against Barcelona. Come back what for a chat? Just, no, just to be in the dressing room with the boys. There was younger lads like the gigs and the skulls and the butts and all them. I'm struggling here now. Yeah. You've signed for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. You're a Sheffield Wednesday player. Yeah. But on European nights, you'll be in the change rooms of Man United. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the deal. Yeah. I'd come back and give my... Because I'd been in Europe. I played Yeah, I get that. I understand I'm, that. I'm passing yeah. all my knowledge out to the younger boys yeah. and help, trying to help them in any way I could. And that's a bit of respect as well, though, for, yeah, you know, yeah, for Alex, because, I mean, he sees you as a mentor and somebody who gets on well with the boys and somebody who the boys look up to. Yeah, yeah. So you coming back into the dressing room yeah. and obviously to help them. I mean, uh, I think that's a then, then Maybe a year later, Sheffield Wednesday play them in, the, it might have been that year, in fairness, they play Sheffield Wednesday in, in the Carling Cup, the Milk Cup final. John Sheridan scored. Uh, I couldn't play because it was cup-tied for Sheffield Wednesday and I end up going, throwing a, a crate of beer into the bath to Robbo and Boosie and all them because they just got beat by Sheffield Wednesday. And, you know, so strange how things happen. I've got here now when you're at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. You had a great team. Yeah. You've named a few already. Yeah. Finished third one year, which is a great achievement. Yeah. Because the laddie I want to talk about, David Hurst. Yeah. Player. Yeah. Very good player. Very good Straight, his pre match meal was a bit strange. Egg and bacon toasted sandwiches. <laughs> pre match. <laughs> we don't know. You know, it's pasta and it's beans and it's, yeah. you know, protein stuff. Egg and bacon toasties. He was, uh, he was a Barnsley lad. Was, uh, what did you like? Uh, I had a mixture of all sorts. I had uh, rice pudding and honey, baked beans, spaghetti. I had a mixture of different things. John? Chicken and beans Chicken uh, with some beans. toast. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was pretty much... But when I started, when you must have started, the diet was you had steak. Some steak yeah, uh, with steak. French mustard and uh, toast. That was your pre-match. Now, they realised years later, it takes 12 hours to digest steak. So you're running around with a steak in your stomach for 90 minutes. It's just not advised, really. It's crazy, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Our diets and everything changed over the years. But you could have pretty much anything you wanted then. Yeah, so you could, It was yeah. about you being happy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, if, yeah. You, if you didn't get what you wanted... Yeah. Oh, I'm not... And then... When I first got in that first team at Nottingham Forest, everybody had steak. Steak and toast. Yeah. And then some had French mustard with the... Nothing else, just a steak and toast. That was it. That was a stable diet. Footballers. Imagine it now. Footballers. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you know, in 50 year, 15 years' time, whatever they're having now, that might not be right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> maybe, right. yeah, maybe right there. It comes around, right. goes around, yeah, eventually. True, yeah. As long as you don't bring them, uh, um, what was it, platform heels again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so don't, we don't want them again. I did my ankle that many times, falling over in them. Did he like an eye out, Ron, himself, with the boys? Uh, I never went out with Ron, no. Um, but I know the boy, some boys did, especially Man United did when he was at Man United, yeah. But um, Sheffield Wednesday, because he travelled, he lived in Birmingham, so he was never, he wasn't, say, he wasn't around. He, he wasn't around for nights out and stuff like that. 
There's a rumour when he left United, yeah. he threw a big party for the players. Is that right? I don't know. I, no? I, I wasn't there. I, he'd left by the time I got there. Right. So I don't know. I don't remember him mentioning that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't know where I've got it from. No. I'm pretty good with my stats, John, yeah, aren't I? I don't know about that. <laughs> That's got to be a lie. <laughs> well, it was probably something he dreamt last night. You know what I mean? Well, he made in the sun. Oh, nervous. NBA, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like I said, you need a wheelbarrow for his trophies, don't you? Yeah. He comes up with the stats nobody else knows. <laughs> yeah. Right, Barnsley come. Yeah. Player manager. Yeah. How old were you then? Um, I must be in my late 30s. Yeah, my late thirties. I took Danny Wilson with me. We were both playing at Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, I met the chairman. He said, uh, "Want you to be the new uh, Barnsley player manager." Um, thought about it because I had a contract at Sheffield Wednesday. I could have stayed longer if I wanted to. Um, I thought I'd take the opportunity. Took Danny with me, and it was a, a learning curve. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. What was it like being a manager then playing? Yeah. You've been able to through it, sorry. Okay. It's hard work. It's hard work. That's why they, nobody does it now. Because on a on a Thursday of every month, you've got to be in a board meeting. You've got the manager's report in the smoke-filled room with 20-odd men in the room thinking, I'm playing on Saturday. It's a Thursday. I want to just get home. And I lived in, North, in Manchester, so I had to travel home and then come back again. It's like, do I really need this, you know, just to do my... 20-minute speech about the team and who's injured, who's not injured and and what what was the result last weekend and why did we lost and all that sort of thing. But it's hard work. Um, but they, they got two jobs. They got somebody for two jobs, which is a player and a manager. Let me take you back yeah. into a board meeting. Right. Have you got people, people who don't know what they're talking about football giving you advice who you should play? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But it goes in there and goes out there. Yeah. Do you know, before you go in, you've got to be like, right, here we go again. Yeah. Is it like... Yeah. Car, the car dealer ownerships and uh, painting decorators and all these different people. They've got an opinion, but you've got to listen to their opinion. And then you go, it's a card load and I'm going like, it's a creative load of nonsense. This is, and can get me out of here. Yeah. It's you just got to do... It's part of being a manager, isn't it? I, mean, I think probably... More so back then, because as you said, you had the butcher, you had a, a car garage owner, whatever yeah. in there, and they all had their favourite players. Yeah. They all went, why is he not playing? Why yeah. does he do this? Why exactly. that? And it's a self-importance thing, isn't it? Yeah. They're all part of it, and yeah. you know, going into it, you've got to be a politician, haven't you? Absolutely. Simple as that. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell them what they want to hear, and the quicker you can get out, the better. Because I'm playing on the Saturday. I had to come out the team in the end. I was a player. Manager, but I had to come out the team because at the end of the day, they want to hear the manager talk at half time. At half time, I'm like oh. <laughs> trying to get my breath back for the second half to play. So I'd say, and Danny was playing as well. So we're both playing. And there's a lad called Eric Win Stanley, yes. centre half. He was a first team coach. So Eric would do the talking at half time because he's seen what he's seen. And I'd probably say two seconds what I'd seen, but it wasn't much, you know. But in the end of the day, I had to come out of the team because it had to benefit the, the football club and the players for me to be saying, well, I think this and I think that, instead of listening to somebody else. Although I was still one of the better players in the team at the time, but I thought it was best for me to be out. I kept Danny in, but made me, I came out. Yeah. Did, did you always then, so 
thinking back before you got the opportunity, did that come out the blue? Yeah. The opportunity to be a manager, yeah. or was it part of no. your process? Came Had you done your coaching badges? No. 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 They were getting a player manager, and they knew I hadn't had any qualifications, but uh, they they wanted to take me on. But you in your own head, had you even thought about no. being a manager? No, I, I, I ummed and hard about it. It wasn't really serious. Um, but then when I took that job, Brian Robson said to me before I took the job, I said, uh, he said, all, all things being equal, you fancy being my assistant if I get a job? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Barnsley job came available. And I rang him and said, what do you think? He said, be brilliant, that would be. You've got great experience. you know, And, it's, and if you still want to come with me after that, you're more than welcome. So great. So I took the job, um, great experience. And he got the job at Middlesbrough, met the chairman, Steve Gibson, who is absolutely f the best chairman ever, um, and convinced me uh, to go there. Uh, because Brian was playing as well. So he was doing what I was doing, you know. So I was going to be the one. I was doing the Eric Wynn Stanley role. So uh, I'd be yeah, I'd be doing the uh, talking at half-time and saying this, that and the other. And Brian says little bit when he could. So the Barnsley one, you couldn't lose really. Not really, no, no, no. Unless no, no. Brian changed his mind. Yeah, was always. Do you never know, do you? It's, it was a year before I took before he got that job, so a lot could happen in that year. Did anything surprise you in that year? Did or was it what you thought it was going to be, or was there things jumping out at you? Everything surprised me. Yeah, um, I want. They played with a sweeper system prior to Mel Machin was the manager. Right. Prior to me, and they played a sweeper system, um, and they were used to playing the sweeper system. And when I came, me and Danny, we've been used to playing 4-4-2. So we had centre-half, who was a lad called Gary Fleming. He was an Irish international, played played for Northern Ireland at full-back, who was playing centre-back. So I'm saying, well, let's just move Gary back to his normal position, get another centre-half in and play 4-4-2, which we did. And the results were just absolutely rubbish. They couldn't, couldn't adapt. So I ended up going back to the sweeper system because that's what they were used to. And then the results improved and we managed to end up, that by the end of that season, we ended up that mid-table or somewhere like that. Opposed to if we'd stayed with a 4-4-2, which I was adamant we were going to stay to, we'd have, been, we'd have gone down. You think? Yeah, because they just weren't good enough. Or they, or they didn't like playing that system. And they used to play in the system they had before. So again, it's probably what they're used to rather yeah. than being yeah, yeah, open yeah. to change. Yeah, exactly that's what that. we do. And that's, uh, if you got longer, you'd get better players to play the system you want. Yeah. So if I stayed a bit longer, you'd probably get rid of a few more players and get a system of four four two, what I was used to playing in, uh, that, I, that they were used to playing themselves so I could get the best out of what I thought was a better system. But you had to make do with what you had and uh, imagine staying up. That's the main thing, staying up. It's a bit like Sean Dyche now getting in the job now. He'll, he'll come up with a system that he's used to being playing all the time and trying to fit those players around that system to make sure they stay up because Everton can't afford to go down. Big club, big ground on the way. Yeah. But Middlesbrough. Yeah. Got promoted first year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We bought some experience. John's looking a bit... Uh, did really he get, has he got it wrong? No, no, no. No, not at all. Um, we bought some experience, lads. I bought... We bought Nigel Pearson, Clayton Blackmore. Uh, both played in the Premier League. Um, then we got a goalkeeper in from Arsenal. Um, so we we bought experience. And we, and we had um, John Endry and yeah. Paul Wilkinson, who scored goals oh, in that league. Good, yeah, good yeah. So we, we had a nucleus of a decent team. 
Um, this is old Ayrson Park as well. Sure. And we we're going to go into the new stadium if we got promoted, which we did. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we surrounded ourselves with some experienced players that could get us promoted. Young Jamie Pollock was there, people like yeah, that. Yeah. Craig Ignat. Yes. You know, so we had some... All good players. Yeah, good some footballers good, yeah, as well. Yeah, some good footballers. Yeah. Yeah. You've played with some of these, he's mentioned, haven't you? Yes. John Sheridan. Yeah. Jamie Pollock. Yeah. You've played with them, haven't you? Yes. Middlesbrough, Steve Gibson. Yeah. Didn't mind spending the, the dosh, did he? No, he's, he was really good with us. Um, there's only one player that he um, he said, you've come a little bit too early for me. A, Phil, a lad called Philip Albert was at Newcastle. Oh, I'm sorry. And we, had, we had a chance to buy him for 600 grand. And uh, he just said, you've just come a little bit early. But on the same token, um, we go to see um, Gianluca Viali play for uh, Juventus, myself and Brian went to see him play, thinking he'll do us, he'll do us in our league. Experience, yeah. So uh, we knew he was available. So we go and watch him, and uh, I think they win that night. And then we go out with their their um, dignitaries for dinner. And I think Brian or I or somebody mentioned it, said, uh, "I like him." Um, um, what's his name? Ravenelli. Ravenelli said, I like Ravenelli. He said, uh, make us an offer. We went, what? Make us an offer. He'd only scored the goal in the European Cup final the year before. So he thought he was made there for year, for life. You know, that he's won the winning goal, scored the winning goal. So we we spoke, rang Steve up and say, see what they want. So I think we ended up paying 7.2 or something like that for him. And he paid it then when, you know, and he scored that chick on his debut. And What a season. He oh, he had a season. Yeah, but as a goal scorer, you, you'll know as well as I do. Uh, how many goals do you score away from home? I'm going to say a dozen. One. One. So, played at home. He was a home player, yeah. Yeah, he was a home player. But he scored bags. But, yeah, he scored bags of goals. Yeah. yeah, he knew where the... And he's a great pro. Great pro. You know, great uh, to... what Young lads to watch him train and where he, 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 moves, he works... Where he works and how he's uh, keeps himself fit and all the rest of it was great for our football club. That's what you need to be a footballer. This is neat what you need to do. Do you think at that time, you know, because that's really about the time when the influx of foreigners yeah. were coming into the into yeah. the the game, uh, they raised the standards for me. Because yeah. when you look at it, you know, their methods were a little bit different. Yeah, the majority of them were good. Mm -hmm. but their diet, the way they trained, the yeah. way they looked after themselves, it rubbed off on a lot of people, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, Juninho's the same. Yeah. You know, he was a great oh, lad. What a player. He was a great lad. Uh, a great person as well. A great lad. Um, Emerson was a bit different, you know, but he was a good player as well. We nicked him from Porto, uh, from Bobby Robson's manager of Porto. So we went to watch him. Yeah, we brought some really good players into the football The fans club. must have been lapping this up. Yeah. And they'll probably talk about this team. Forever. Still to this day, yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. do, yeah. Uh, underachieved, really. We could have done better, but you know. Well, I've we, got we, here. We you got relegated, didn't you? Yeah, we got relegated. In but the end. there's because uh, of the point deduction. Absolutely. Yeah. Dally yeah. Bally, maybe or something. Was there? Was there <laughs> a few were, worse sicknesses? Down with you, with flu. But um, I was in I was in Manchester because we were playing Blackburn, I think, and. Um, but I said, oh, just meet us at the meet us at the, at the hotel. So uh, I ring up lunchtime. He said, we're going to have to struggle here because off, everybody's gone down. So uh, the secretary and him rang the FA and said, listen, 
got a lot of players down with flu, blah, 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 blah. What were the repercussions if we cancelled the game? He said it'd be a fine. Nothing more than that. So they did that. Is that over a phone call? Yeah. No email, no trace? Yeah, I no. don't think so, no. And um, and they did that. And then they yeah. we went to court. and Because Steve Gibson was so incensed because... In, in his view, and Brian's and and Keith Lamb, who's the secretary, they had an assurance that it would only be a fine. So when they they said, we're going to sue because they're going to take points off us, so Steve Gibson employed um, George Carmen as our uh, barrister QC, at yeah. 13 grand a day because he was so incensed what the FA tried to do. And after the third day, he said, because uh, I was down there with Brian, and he said, the third day, he said, you haven't got a cat and nails chance. He says, why is that? He says, they've got their own set of rules. So if it's a court of law, you'd win hands down. But it's uh, their set of rules. You ain't going to win. So, And like like Liam says, you haven't got any, that. You no, haven't got a paper chain. You no, haven't got an email. You no, haven't got a no. anything in writing. Mm. So it's your word really yeah, against yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah. You would, if, if that was the case, you'd just play all the kids, wouldn't you? Yeah. If we didn't have that assurance, you'd just play the reserves and, and lose 5 nil or whatever it may be. But at least you wouldn't be docked points. No. And you wouldn't have gone down. So it would have changed our mindset as well. So we clearly thought we had got what we said we, they'd said we had. But clearly that was not the case. But I think it's time a bit of experience for Get Back Up. I heard some Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne. Paul Merson. Merson. Paul Merson for five million from Arsenal, um, who was great for us. I think he's got twenty odd goals for us, um, and I'd played with Merson at Arsenal, so I knew what he was bringing. He's going down a league, um, and he's going to get more opportunities because we're going to dominate more games. So yeah, so am I right? Did they share a house? Gascon and Merson. Um, no, um, Paul had a house on his own. Um, uh, I think Merce might have been there for a short while, but not for long. Yeah. Were they so easy to deal imagine. with? Pardon? Were they easy to deal with? Um, yeah, they were fine. They were, they were, Gazza's a, such a lovely, lovely man. But I remember Andy Townsend. We had Andy Townsend. People like oh, that. Proper player. At, player at the time, yeah. Friends, yeah. And uh, he said, uh, I'd go to uh, Gazza's house and play snooker in the afternoons. And uh, he says, you got anything in the fridge? He'd go in the fridge. And he had... Nothing but Red Bulls. <laughs> Full of Red Bull. So Red Bull found out that he liked Red Bull, so they sent him cakes and cakes and cakes. So Gazza was one of those. He'd, uh, so he'd, he'd and he would have one and, uh, and then play pool and go back. And, and Gazza filled it up again because he was so intense. He said, if you go to his house, everything's immaculate. The suits are lined up like this, that, the other. Shoes are lined up, lined up, lined up. But he comes out in a scuff in a tracksuit and stuff like that. He's, Weird, honestly, absolutely crazy. Probably Red Bull was the last thing he needed. <laughs> so we're playing, we're playing uh, Derby County at home, and after fifteen minutes, I, I'm I'm stood up and Robbo sat down. I said, "What's he doing?" He goes, "I don't know, because he's getting the ball going under his foot, he's clipping the ball, going to clip the other side, goes out of play." So what's he doing? I don't know. So he goes, can't keep on doing this. After 30 minutes, got to get him off. No, you'll kill him, baby, you'll kill him. Got to get him off. Comes off. So as he comes off, I go, 
you been doing, you? So he goes in the what they call so half time. I pull him. He says, "What you been doing, Gas? You can't play like that. You couldn't. You couldn't control it. Clipped on clipping it out of the way. Going to Eddie, missing the balls. What? Anyway, he says, what have you doing? Were you go on? Were you out last night? I'll be honest. My life wasn't out. He says, you can't play like that, Gas. What have you been doing? He says, what do you have for pre match? He said, chicken and beans. What have you been drinking? Red Bull. Red Bull. How many? About six. Like <laughs> <laughs> zombie. <laughs> the legal limit is three on a match day. Right. He's had six. So he gets a huge high and then a crash. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he can't focus. Yeah. Unbelievable. If he got done that day, he'd been, if he'd been tested that day, he'd been done. Also, I Jamie Vardy has a Red Bull now, doesn't he? Yeah, but you may have one, not six. So there is a legal limit. Yes. You have more than three. three. I, think it, I think it's three. I don't know what it is now. Nobody will know that. But yeah. you mentioned some of them about a crash. He's right. had a crash, isn't he? At Middlesbrough, Mr. Gascoigne. Team bus. Oh, the bus. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Told us earlier on off camp. Tony, you'd have to tell us that. They've got to know that. <laughs> so we're going to play Villa at the Rockcliffe, our training ground. Everybody has lunch. And then we get on the bus and go to Villa. So we all have our lunch, come downstairs, no bus. So I go straight away to one of the lads, where's Gascoigne? Don't know. Get him on the phone. So they get him on the phone. Where are you guys? I've just gone to the bookies to put a bet on. In the bus. On his own. So... So he took the coach. He took the coach. I put a little bet on. <laughs> put a little bet on. Normal thing village. to do. It's literally five-minute drive. But he would text the coach instead of his own car. But unbeknown to Gaza, when you drive a bus, you've got to give it enough room to get round the entrance. And he scraped all down the side of the bus, <laughs> going there on the way back. It wasn't too bad. Ten grand's worth of damage, Gaza. But fair play to him. Monday morning. Sorry about that. Check. <laughs> Was he good to have around for the over? over Players. I mean, he was, he's a lovely, lovely lad, honestly. And he, he was on his way down when he came to us. But in training, you catch him in, in certain games. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. It wasn't a regular thing. You know, it was intermittent, which which was quite sad. But he was, he, he didn't, we thought he'd just do enough for us to get us back up there, which he, which he did. So you got promoted. Yeah. Back to the Premiership. Yeah. Again. Mr. Steve Gibson's back, you aren't Yeah. The calibre of players coming in are going through the roof here, John. Christian Carimbo. Kevin Bow, which he'd won the European Cup. Yep. The World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. Boxic. Alan Boxic, yeah. What a player. Well, I'd like to have seen Alan Boxic at 16. When we got him, he was like mid-30s. But what a player you'd have been like at 16. He couldn't get in the Juventus because he, he was classed as a farm player, so he couldn't play for Juventus or whatever club he was at. He couldn't play. But what a player he was. Quick, goal scorer, powerful. Good geezer. He was a bit strange. Kept himself, <laughs> kept himself to himself, really. He wasn't really... His English wasn't fluent, so he was... You intend to keep yourself to yourself. Yeah, did Paul Lentz come then? Yeah. I mean, Big Hugo, what a defender he was, wasn't he? Yeah, Big Hugo again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As you saw, he was yeah, a fantastic yeah. player. Yeah, and lovely fellow as well. 
Ince was on his way down, but he gave us a bit of spurt and uh, people loved, the punters loved him. And he, he for the time he was there, it was great. So while you were spending the cash, yeah. <clears throat> anyone get away for the second time you were at Middlesbrough? What do you mean anybody get away? Any signings you thought you'd got, any big names? They just didn't get over the line? Um, not that I can think of. Invariably, with the ones we went out for, we got, yeah. That's the calibre of Steve Gibson then yeah, when he was backing right. everything. That's it? right, that's right. And he's still doing it to this day, yeah. Is he still bankrolling him now? Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He must have, he, he's got to have been one of the best chairmen in, in football. Absolutely. And we, 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 as I've talked about Barnsley, we sit down with 20 other directors and all the rest of it. We'd meet him in his pub right. and say, we fancy, we fancy this or we fancy that. What do you think? I'll oh, leave it with me. I'll come back to you. You... Good as gold, honestly, fantastic, fantastic for a football club. Well, he's had a few managers now, yep. you know. He's got rid of a few and been quite successful with a couple, you know. It's not easy, but take not easy, on. Viv. And I think you know, man, chairman, obviously, a, a lot get a bad rap as well. But yeah. I mean, I think he's entitled to make some decisions, isn't he? Because yes. I mean, he has backed up football club, absolutely. no question. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about England, Viv. Yep. Thirty caps. Yep. And I just want to bring you straight away. I might be right. Aztec Stadium, Mexico, Maradona. Yeah. I'm right here. I've got this. I'm guessing all this. You're just, right. Yeah, yeah. You're not guessing. Oh, I'm on it. Listen, <laughs> that's not written there. I'll tell you. No. You're not guessing. Knowledge it. stats over it. <laughs> you weren't playing, were you? Were you in the stands? Yes. Was it, was it like 110,000 yeah. capacity? Yeah. That must have been rocking, that stadium. Absolutely. England versus Argentina as well because of the, the Falklands and everything else that gone with it. Um, and you could only have a certain amount of players on the bench, uh, you know, staff and everything else. So the rest of us were in a box right behind uh, the goal where uh, Maradona scored. Okay. When he's uh, watching the game, the dribble for the first goal, he says, go. I actually stood up and went like that. He was absolutely, it was absolutely Brilliant to watch. Brilliant to watch. Unplayable. Uh, absolutely. And um, even to this day, I was with Reedy for over Christmas period and saying, you're still in quicksand trying to chase him that day, weren't you? You could never get anywhere near him. He was just unplayable. He was that good in yeah. that tournament itself. So, yeah, it was... Uh, and then the handball was a bit too far away for us to see. We didn't realise the uh, enormity of it. We just thought he'd edited it. Um, so by the time we got down, all else would let loose. Bobby's going daft, the players are going daft, because obviously it was clearly humble. What was it like, Sir Bobby? Bobby? Yeah. As a manager? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's a great football man, great football man, but absolutely hopeless with names. He'd say... Sounds uh, like Jack Charlton, he would say, <laughs> wouldn't he? Would he get them all wrong? Oh, he'd get them all wrong. He'd say... Uh, um, Bluther, you're playing centre-forward today. Bluther? And we go, Bluther? Who's Bluther? Luther, bless it. Bluther, bless it. So it called... Who's that? Was that not... It called... Uh, endearing, would you not be laughing? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, not to the extent you go, daft, you know. It called uh, uh, Mark Aitley, Tony Aitley. <laughs> you know, things like that, you know. Um, but he was a lovely, lovely man. But knew his football to... Yeah, England man through and through. And uh, if you go on there, you go on a park now, he'd go, he can play. He could pick a player from watching amateurs play and go, he can play and he can't play. He was that good. Young Ronaldo. 
Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. in there, didn't it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Romario as well. He was another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he managed some good players, and he was a terrific. He was a terrific man. He's very, very fair, very honest, and um, but he had his faults. You know, couldn't remember names, and so I think Turkey was in our group, right? So he puts this video on. It's about half an hour. How they play, this, that, the other. And the curtains are drawn like that. So end of the end, it finishes. He says, "All I've got to say to you, lads, now." And Kurtz, he goes, "Turkish chicken," and walked out. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Turkish chicken. So Bobby, <laughs> just don't want the curtains. Were probably the same curtains. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you'll see a picture now. Viv played in the eighties. Yeah, uh, old commander. This room's not been used for a long time. And but my I've... nan had these curtains, I think. So we brought him back to the 80s, haven't we, Vic? Yeah, you have, you have. But, yeah, Bobby was funny. He'd come out with funny things like that. And somebody says, uh, phone for Robson. And he said, uh, Bobby or Brian? He said, Bobby. And they go to Brian. It's for you. No, you're Bobby. I'm Brian. He couldn't get his kick him mixed up. No, I'm Brian. You're Bobby. You know, so he's he'd do funny things like that and not know he's being funny. The best one ever. So... We're in Mexico, it might have been. Training session. He's got no boots. So... Uh, Bobby hasn't. Bobby's got no, no boots for whatever reason, he's forgot them. He says, anybody got any boots? What boss? What size are you, boss? Eight. Yeah, I've got a pair. Glenn Oddle. I've got a pair. Brand new ones, boss. You can have them. Gives them like that. So he puts them on. Training session. And he's going... After his session, he says, Hod, see them boots? You say they're eights, they're not eights. My feet were killing me all throughout the session. He says, oh, no, I said they're eights on the box, boss, and everything else. Goes back to his room, finds out he's still got the uh, the paper in the ends. <laughs> <laughs> he never took the paper out of the ends. <laughs> That's the sort of thing Bobby would, Bobby would do. Yeah, you couldn't blame Glenn Hoddle's boots, could you? I mean, <laughs> no, you no, that's right, yeah. yeah. Any game stand out when you're for England? Well, you played well. Did you get any goals? I scored in the World Cup qualifier against Yugoslavia. That's how old it is. doesn't even exist now. So I remember the game. Yeah, Wembley. Uh, Wembley. We won 2-1. Chrissy Waddle crosses it to me for a volley at the uh, near post. Yeah. Chrissy Waddle. Yeah. Names just... Tongue, tongue. All ballers, all players. You yeah. played, Viv, with some awesome players. Mm-hmm. And you've played at some massive clubs. Mm-hmm. Best managers ever. We're going to struggle to top this job. You've got to, you've got to say, Cluffy, for, for what they did and what they achieved in that short space. Remember, that Cluffy team only lasted about four or five years, you know. Then I think Kenny went and do the Leeds and then somebody went somewhere. John Robert went to Derby and they all disbanded and uh, for whatever reason. I've overlooked something here. Go on. You won back-to-back European Cups. Yeah. But that would knock out none of this Champions League league. No. So no, you no, didn't lose right. in Europe for two years. No, that's right, yeah. And only yeah. playing against champions as well. Yeah, which which is you know, which, which is a big thing. Which, when Man United won it under Fergie, I think they finished fourth in the league yeah. and then won it that year. So you But now you have a bad best, night. You? you have a bad night, you're out. It's just cop competition. Yeah, it's only just so it's, in now. it's only eight games, you know, opposed to twenty odd games now. You know, so it's uh, that's why it was called the Champions League, because it was for the champions only. And it, yeah, it's a, it's a very special time. Don't forget, it's a very unique time for the for Nottingham and for the players. How many players can say they've won back to the, back to back European Cups? Not many players can. No. 
Liverpool boys stuff. can, but nobody else can. I'll, I'll say one thing. Winning against Hamburg in Madrid yeah. or playing with me and John at Charlton. Do they compare? <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Give us another question. Three hours. <laughs> John, anything more before we do the rapid 15? No, I just think it's... When you sit down, babe, you don't really... You don't realise, you know, until you start reaming off these names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Top, top players in football. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And from you, from your point of view, a pleasure to play with them, I'm sure. But also just the stories, what you've seen, the experiences you've had, World Cups, European Cups, leagues. What a career. Just happy to be, you know, lucky to be around at the right time. It could happen, you know, could have happened to you, it could have happened to anybody, couldn't it? Just happened to be around at the right time with the wrong, right people and having a bit of ability. Because if you didn't have the ability, you would never play. Always remember, bring gun. Um, second European Cup. So uh, he's going on to come on for Frank Clark, right? And Gunny was always in and in out the team, but great lad and everything else. So he's just about to go on the pitch, right? And he hears Cluffy and Taylor say, you're in the fucking shit now. What, because he's going on? <laughs> yeah, just as he's going on the pitch. And Gunny tells his story to this day. He is, we're in the fucking shit now. Oh, I just... This is this is only, he had like, it was 10 minutes to go with the European Cup final. Frank had to come off, Frank Clark, because he was, no, Frank Gray, because he was injured, you know, and Gunny, Gunny was going on to fullback as if he's played there all his life anyway, so it wasn't a problem to him, but you can hear them talking about it, so. But he tells a story, which I think is very funny. I mean, we've talked all the way through about football. Mm -hmm. What about your MBE? What a proud moment that must have been. Yes, I mean, it was services to football, um, and you get a letter, but you cannot tell anybody. If you tell anybody, they can take it back. Did you? No. You really do sit on the fence sometimes. Yes, sometimes you don't. You're very calculated. <laughs> you were a tall family, surely. Uh, no, no. Wife? Wife, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you couldn't uh, tell anybody else. Just didn't want to risk them taking it away from you. And it was in the millennium, so it was 2000. So, yeah, I was very pleased and very honoured. It's a great thing, great experience to go down. And the Queen actually gave me mine, so I've got pictures of the Queen and everything. God rest her soul. So, yeah, very honoured, very privileged. I mean, what a life. It must... I'm just going to say that. It's I mean, only just starting, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. I mean, but go <laughs> Have you seen the golf today? Yeah. Can't get better? No, no, you hit some great shots, Viv. Great shots. I think that's a bonus as well. I mean, getting it presented to you by the Queen as well. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Because I think a lot of people get these awards, don't they? Yeah. I'm no disrespect to them, but going down maybe and it's Prince, now the King, yeah. but Prince Charles. Yeah, yeah. It might even be Prince William or Princess Anne or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But to get it off the Queen. Yeah. It's very funny that you go through the... The uh, protocol beforehand, they take you in a room, say you've got to, when she, you don't look her in the eyes, you don't do this, you do that, or whatever it may be. And so they shout your name and you go up. And as I'm, just as I'm getting there, this boy behind her prompt her goes, Football, Manchester United. <laughs> she would have a clue because there's like 100 odd people in the yeah. room. So she's yeah. got to know each time who they are. And she'd say, she said something to me, but it's all a blur, you know. She said something about Manchester United or whatever it may be. Yeah. But it was a great experience. What are you doing with yourself now, Viv? I have a company called Play On Pro. It looks after old players like... Old players <laughs> like John. Like John. No, we've got uh, 500 ambassadors, we call them. And, uh, and we have some current players, uh, so it's not just all about... But it's all sports. You know, cricketers, we've got golfers, rugby players. We've got some decent golfers. Better than me. <laughs>
um, so yeah, we try and get them work. We try and we have an app for them so they can keep in contact. So it's like I, I had somebody in the office a couple of months ago, and I said to him, "Well, how many ex players have you got on your phone?" And look through his phone, and he had three. So you never keep in touch. You when you move clubs, you you, you leave lose touch and all the rest. Of, so this keeps them in touch. A lad called Steve Hodge, and a lad called uh, what's his name, Kevin Gallon. Yeah, they both yeah. play together. They both play together at QPR. Yeah, and they haven't been in touch for twenty years. So I so said they joined the app. They said, "Oh, I haven't seen you for ages. How are you doing?" Right. Blah blah blah. So they can have the the banter that they had in the dressing room all those years ago, but through the app and meet up or whatever it may be. So we try and get them together from time to time, playing golf and. Stuff and you like fix that. them up with work then. TV, yeah. TV, stand up and stuff. Yeah, That's stand yeah, up. Yeah. You know what I mean, we Mike? T- we t- we take a team. We haven't done it. Last couple of years because of COVID, to uh, Hong Kong for the thing called the Hong Kong Sevens, where you play an over, overseas team. So we had uh, David James, Wes Brown, uh, Emuleski, Des Walker, Colton Palmer. We've had all these play in a tournament. Been useless, like, but they enjoy them. They enjoy them. Play a bit of golf while they're there. So things like that. So we organise stuff like that. Fifteen now, is it? Yes, we've well, <laughs> got a proper day of this, John. Yeah, we made. Yeah, what's it called? John's rapid 15. Perfect. You'll love which, these, Vin. Which you've ruined. Why? Well, you have. Well, don't tell me I've put some questions already. Well, you have. Have I? Yeah. Do what I do, make it up as you go down the list. <laughs> anyway. Is it the 15 will end up 12. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We can always repeat them, John. Exactly. Anyway, Viv, this is the John's rapid 15. And rapid. <laughs> Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. The Open or the Masters? Masters. Tea or coffee? Tea. Clough or Ferguson? Clough. Nottingham for sorry, Nottingham or Manchester? Nottingham. Favourite golfing holiday destination? Turkey. Favourite golf course played? Today. Oh, you'll do for <laughs> me, John Comardi. <laughs> Best golfing footballer? Best golfing footballer, Clayton Blackmore. Best stadium played in? Bernabeu. Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Lynx or Parkland Golf? Par what? Parkland. Parkland. Callaway or TaylorMade? Callaway. Hole in one? Never. Old or New Wembley? Uh, old. Ryder Cup or the Open? Ryder Cup. That concludes the 15. Thanks, gentlemen. Been Bit, nice uh, speaking not, to you. You've been nothing but a star, mate. Absolutely star. I'll have to go to bed for three weeks now and then get out in a darkened room. <laughs> so, Mum. It's been a pleasure, honestly. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. You're welcome. I wish you well in your new endeavour. Thank, Thank you very much, sir. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.